You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast, where we have honest conversations about NFTs, Web3, and crypto. Yes. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking art and art collectors. What is so special about art and art collectors? Um, well, duh, we got into NFTs because of art, right? I remember last year, um, when I started in NFTs, I know I've told this story a million times and you're going to have to listen for the million and one time. <laughs> I got into it because of the art. And, you know, that's what the foundation of NFT is. Like when you see a token, there's always some sort of art attached to it, right? But um, being a one-of-one artist, um, I have managed to work my way into the hearts of some amazing um, people. <laughs> And with me today is one of them. Um, her name is Rachel Wood, and she is an artist and an investor. And she is also the founder of Art First Project. So, what does Art First do? Art First connects artists and collectors. And you know, um, I think I've spoken about um, Champagner Social Club and how we had a need for building out things for one-on-one art, and um, that's just a social aspect and networking aspect. And of course, Artverse came to my mind when I was like talking to somebody recently. I was like, Rachel does um, something where she connects um, artists and collectors. And I really wish we had more people like Rachel in the space because we need more voices to amplify art in NFTs. And she is doing an amazing job. I mean, like mind-blowing job. So the fact that she's doing a mind-blowing job, I just had to like, you know, hit her up like, hey, I need you to share with us how you have been able to build out something so fantastic. Like, I'm learning. <laughs> I am a learner. So, yes, um, welcome on to the NFT Talk Show podcast, Rachel. How are you? Hi, Tony. Hi, everyone. I am just so incredibly grateful to have this opportunity, one, to talk with you, Tony, and two, just to share what I have been doing in this space. Because uh, like you said, I think this whole aspect of learning and sort of leading the way of what, where NFTs and art can be is something mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about. So um, thank you. Thank you for this, this time to share. Uh, absolutely. We share, we share some of the same passions. And um, again, like you just said, just seeing what NFTs and art can be. I always cite an example that, you know, when we think about NFTs and we think about the technology um, that NFTs use, the best use cases in the long run where, you know, when you think of the future of NFTs, I always say, oh, the best use case is going to be art and things like ticketing, membership, but art will always be there. Art will always be in the forefront. Um, and we need to keep it that way. <laughs> I have a bias, but we need to keep it that way. And that's because, um, you know, with the technology and the tokens and provenance, um, I think art and NFTs mix together so perfectly. Um, 
So yeah, thank you once again for coming on on the show. So let me start with our cliche question. How did you get into, into NFT or Web3? We should stop saying NFTs because it's like, it's a bigger than that now, isn't it? Yeah, like Web3 is definitely the term I've been using um, because I think people have a little bit more openness to Web3 versus NFTs. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I got into it, seriously got into it this past December. So I've only been in uh, NFTs and selling and investing in other artists for about, what is it, like nine months, 10 months? Um, so I'm wow. still fairly new. Um, but how I got I'm in shock. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I would honestly, I'm very bad with keeping up with, oh, when did this person start? You know, I'm one of the mind your business and drink water person. But you, I would, if they told me you have been at this for years, I would, I wouldn't doubt it because you've achieved a lot, a whole lot since December. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think oh, it's. Wow. I think it's because I've just been so passionate about the technology and what's happening in Web3 that it's been conveyed across and it's helped me build a little bit of a platform here in this space. Um, but I, I got into it because a lot of my friends, um, I'm a photographer, so a lot of my friends mm -hmm. are also photographers. They got into it last year and they were making money and you know they were having a good time. But I was just like, I don't want to get on Twitter. Like I'm, I'm a nobody. I, I'm not at their same level. Like I'm not an influencer. I don't even have a good portfolio of work. Like I had all these like self excuses slash like just, you know, I was not confident in yeah. what I would bring to the NFT space. Cause I felt that I had already missed the boat. Um, but I had, you know, uh, two months where I was with my parents just like, because business was slow and I was just changing locations. Um, cause I move around a lot. I was like, mm -hmm. well, you know what, I'm going to see what's all this hype. And so I hopped in, I started, you know, doing with the whole like PFPs with like the apes and the flipping and the, you know, mm -hmm. and all of that. But I realized suddenly this was a space for artists, like one of one artists, artists like me who had never had a microphone placed in front of them before in a way that was interested in the artist. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't about like being the best. It was about being present and consistent and being who you are in a very authentic and human manner. And to me, that gave me the confidence to actually start putting my own work out there. And of course, like, you know, I came in with like guns blazing. I'm going to be this within like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with two, within like two weeks. I had like completely broken apart and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyways, because this is fun. This is exciting. And I see a lot of hope within the art sphere so that's kind of like what started this whole snowball to what I am and what I've started with the art first today you I I'm still like I'm literally sitting here shocked that you like what the for how <laughs> so yes I agree with you that you did come in with guns blazing because and you like blazed through and founded art first and um my listeners um have heard the name Frankie a billion and one times. 
Thank Frankie's amazing. He is amazing. And I met Frankie at the mint of your art verse, the first project, the first um, mint of your art verse project, um, NFT. And in the spaces, um, that was where I met Frankie. And I think I spoke and then we connected. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I like this idea of, you know, we're championing, we, like we're championing for art, period, for each other, period, right? And to just think that you've been able to achieve um, everything that I know that you've achieved in just a short amount of time. I am now really curious to see what you're going to do in the years to come. But since I'm familiar with um, Artverse um, and my listeners are listening, like, okay, tell us more. Could you just give them a, an intro to what art Artverse is? I mean, I'm giving the summary, but what are your goals? What, what was it that inspired the creation of Artverse? Yeah, um, so this is going to be a short summary of everything that is art first because art first is really this growing entity um it started with an idea and it has evolved in the two months it's been going and it's going to continue to evolve but i'll start with what it started as and it started from a place of appreciation on my end from how much the community and the nft community and the twitter community has supported me as an artist and I realized that I would not have gotten so involved if it wasn't for the people cheering me on and answering my questions and uh, being open to just making mistakes as an artist and building something for the future. So the first aspect of the art first is really a community of art lovers. It's not just artists. It's not just photographers. It's for collectors, for people who love art, for people who do paintings or woodworking or, you know, it's not, it, it's international community of art lovers. And to me, that is really the utility that we need in this space, in the metaverse. So the name art first comes from the word art in the metaverse. Hence, art first. Yeah. <laughs> Some people didn't get that. And I was like, ooh. Maybe Actually, I, it just clicked. <laughs> darn, but, Tony. Darn, Tony. It just, it just like literally clicked. <laughs> wow. I just thought it was a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really is to help establish art in the metaverse for years to come. We are, we have long-term goals. We want to be that center point of where people turn to for art, not just PFPs, not just whatever Web3 will become, but we want art to be a one of the foremost things people think of when they think of NFTs, when they think of Web3. There should be no question where they go when they're looking for art. And how do we do that? So simply, simply in just a mm -hmm. few steps. We are gonna be focusing first on amplifying artist voices. There's so yes. many people who, you know, they grind, they have incredible work, but they just don't be seen. They're fighting against like the Twitter algorithms. They're fighting against, you know, Instagram algorithms. They're, they don't feel like they fit the mold of the algorithms. And I think that's what many, many artists feel in every setting. And so Art First really is geared towards how do we dress that in a way where you don't have to spend 24 seven on Twitter just amongst the noise just to be seen exactly 
we're not really focused on beating the algorithm. We're focused on using what is available to us um, that will help us. Um, so I guess one thing of like, you know, amplifying artists' voices is amp elevating those voices. It's not to scream louder. It's not to scream more often. It's to help artists find a voice that is something people want to listen to. You know, it's something where it, when they are seen, when they are heard, they really grab the attention of their target audience. They grab the attention of each other. They're clearly able to communicate who they are, what they want to do, and then also start a conversation with collectors of art in a very humane way. Um, so, you know, confidence, education, that those are two really big motivators within my space, mm -hmm. um, within the art first. Because I don't, okay, I'm rambling now, but essentially I no, think- No, you're not, you're, I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm already like, oh, okay, this makes sense, yes, I like this, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just resisting saying, preach, preach. <laughs> so yeah. We need that please. like heart button on Zoom calls now, like in Twitter spaces. Um, no, you're fine, I'm listening. <laughs> So I, I really don't believe there is any point in people coming into the space thinking they need to be somebody they're not. And that's what Arthur is trying to help artists realize and to, you know, do it for themselves, where in order to find people who appreciate your art, in order to find people who are like you and who can support you, the first step is really to be you. Um, exactly. And, and we do like, we have a coach who does one-on-one -on -one coaching with some of the art first artists. We'll have group like sort of therapy coaches, but they're not for therapy as and talk about your feelings. They're more creative uh, group therapy coaching because, you know, for creative people, we need a little bit something different than just like a therapist. Um, so we have that kind of in the pipeline as well. And then finally, for collectors, uh, we have so much more for artists, but for collectors, we're actually simplifying that collecting experience. So you know how Frankie met you and heard you and saw you work in our in an art first space. He started collecting from you, and that was beautiful. I think spaces are under I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's it's so funny because that night I was like super busy and my friend was like oh Tony um we should come into the space you might like it I was like oh I was like you know I'm, I'm like super busy right now and usually if I you know want to do spaces I want to give it my full attention and I'm like yeah I don't want to multitask and she's just trying you know find a little I was like okay fine because I because of her you know she's somebody <laughs> that I you know she's somebody that I really like and um if she calls my attention to something I'm like you know okay I'll Okay, fine. <laughs> and then I got in and I was like, oh, I actually am enjoying this. And I stayed. Um, and then I, I think I came up to speak and that was how um, we connected. And hardly ever, um, you know, I like spaces, like, but I'm, I'm more of a listener. Um, so once in a blue moon, if I'm not like part of the space, like we do a guest on the space, I'll, you know, come up to speak. If something, you know, kind of hurts me, <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. I want to say something, <laughs> something, but, um, I'm, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because, you know, I'm also now part of the art verse community. Um, 
as well. So that is that is pretty awesome. You said something um just now about you know collectors and connecting artists to collectors who appreciate um their work. And I was I'm still planning to do an episode on this. There is an article that's you know been kind of going around um regarding um it's a collector that wrote the article regarding um scarcity and um collecting art and okay. <laughs> there's some there are a lot of quotes in there that I, I feel like I want to quote but it was just about I'm gonna summarize it. It was about scarcity and collecting art and how um artists are perceived um and how um art this person art had sat there for months and nobody um somebody wasn't collecting it and it's because he was you know over minted I don't know what that means um over minted and then they came together and decided to um collect some of his work and then he sold out and um the scarcity aspect of it didn't bother me as much as the fact that you see somebody's work you actually like the work but you decide not to pull the plug based on oh i want something that everybody wants so what are your feelings, first of all, about um, scarcity? Even though, again, that part, I, I think, you know, you know, any artist, if you don't, I don't put out a lot of work. And it's not because I'm trying to be like, oh, I don't put out a lot of work. No, it's just because of my output. That's how I output. And I feel like every artist should do what comes naturally to them. Like, if you're conforming to something, then you're, like, you're literally killing yourself just little by little on the inside in terms of your, like your creative self. That's my opinion. Um, once you start creating based on rules, then you start becoming unhappy, right? Again, that's an opinion that I hold based on my personal experiences. Um, so what are your opinions, one, on scarcity? And more importantly, what is your opinion on collectors that see art and like the art but then they're like, oh, I'm just not going to buy it because nobody's buying it. Okay. Um, th that's a, a really big topic. And, you know, I could spend hours just answering <laughs> and discussing this. But um, that, that's, that's a big hot topic that I definitely had when I first came into the space for like the mm -hmm. first three months. Everyone's like, be scarce. Like you should only have one piece up available and yada, yada, yada. And, if not something doesn't sell within 24 hours you're a failure and i was like just, it, it, you know, rachel i'm not gonna lie to you it pisses me off it pisses like, me off so much i have too. been like this whole weekend i've gone between since i read that article i've gone between anger rage calm back to anger then ranting then i went and commented on the post <laughs> and i had to like literally take a day or two not I, I didn't comment immediately because if I had I would have been emotional I knew it so I was like okay let me step back and I'm going to try and be logical and even in my being logical I'm I'm already answering the question <laughs> or even in my being logical I still felt like I just felt like I, I hadn't expressed how angry I was like I felt like there's still more rage in me to express. So I'm going to let you finish. Um, again, the question is, um, you know, how do you feel about scarcity and also the perception, like if a collector likes a 
person's work. They just don't buy it because nobody else is so I just want to tell you and everyone listening, the Web3 space is still so new. And what people are doing when they're, you know, creating these sort of posts and statements of like, oh, scarcity. Um, to me, I in the, in the beginning, I was very uh, ticked off. Um, I was like, why are you telling me, an artist, to not have art when that's what you want? Exactly. And I think a lot of the people in this space, they're new to collecting art, one. And then two, they're new to selling their art. Mm-hmm. So that means a lot of us are going through these growing pains of understanding how to actually value art. And I have in my head a very clear objective of we need to determine, us who are in the space right now, we need to determine how people should value us and how we should value ourselves because this this is so new. Um, Scarcity wise, I think that's bullshit. As long as like that artist is curating themselves. I do see a lot where people are so excited that they have this chance to make a lot of money. So they throw everything everything to the wall and then they get sad and then they get depressed and demoralized when it doesn't work out for them. And it's not because they're not good, but it's because that self-curation is key to having the quality you should have as an artist when you want to sell your art. Just because there's a lot of money involved, just because there's more people who are able to collect your work does not mean you should be producing more work. And that's a Web2 mentality. That is a web mentality yeah. that has come from, you know, you need to be on this content creation hamster wheel. Content creation. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. not art. That is not art. And it annoys me when people are like, oh, you need to have scarcity because you're putting so much already on the artist and then basically limiting them to what you want. I like that just makes no sense. We're a bunch of rebels in this space. We need oh. to rebel against what people are telling us to do. To do. And, yeah. Art is about rebellion, right? Exactly. Art is about rebellion. Like, you know, I, I joke um, a lot about still life and I say to my, I tell people, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm a, I do still life in general, what, what three, what, I mean, I shoot other things, but my main thing is still life. And I, and then when somebody goes, well, why still life? Because still life is not like, you know, the most popular genre out there in photography. And I was like, because I'm stubborn. And I'm like, if this is what it is, we're going to die on this scale. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm so glad you are because your work is just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yours is too. I really, um, I appreciate that. Um, and you know, you're right. Like you said, don't just mint anything, but I'm talking about people that have quality curated art let's say when i looked at the artist that they were talking about he didn't have a lot of pieces in my opinion you know and i'm like how is this a lot what is what is what are the rules like a hundred pieces 200 pieces there are artists with art in galleries that have like 20 30 40 pieces right you know so it's like what is a lot this person did not have i think when i checked their page um don't quote me, not quote a number, but it wasn't up to like, I don't think it was even up to, it was a good handful, whatever. Um, it wasn't something like, oh my God, this person minted a ton of pieces. So it almost felt like if you have two or three unsold, wait, I'm going to quote this because 
<clears throat> See, he said, um, if you have, I think there was a point where it, it said if you have like two or three unsold pieces or something crazy like that. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? Like, you know? So if somebody had an unsold piece, that means they're not a success? Are you freaking no. kidding me? No. Even in the <laughs> traditional art world, I have seen art from famous, um, popular artists that sit there and maybe months don't get picked up. So imagine, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just agreeing with you. So imagine now a new artist coming into the space and seeing these are what they're seeing, these are the examples that they're seeing. They would be so discouraged, like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing here. You know, X-Copy. X-Copy is one of the most popular artists in NFTs, right? X-Copy sells for thousands and thousands and thousands. But guess what X-Copy didn't do? When he first got into the space. When X Copy first got into the space, he's his work sat there for months. Mm-hmm. So imagine if somebody, if X Copy, when he first got into the space, saw this kind of article and decided to leave. Would we have an X Copy today? Absolutely not. Oh no. No, it's 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 ridiculous on my in my opinion. And then yours, it sounds like, where it's on the artist to basically say, oh, I'm only going to allow my art to be sold for this short amount of time. It really is a very short amount of time, like a week. And then I can't sell it ever again. And to me, I'm like, well, where's the sense in that? Because one, there's not that many art collectors in the space uh, in Web3. Like, I always remind people that their collector might not even be onboarded into- Yeah, right? So don't burn anything. So don't burn anything. You're totally forgetting the technology of the blockchain technology and the fact that, you know, older things kind of like wine will retain its value, will also grow in value. And I can tell you that's actually one point to the art versus we are trying to uh, onboard more collectors and art lovers into the space um, through the art firsts. And through like different various um, things that we have planned in the future. But we do believe that to have a healthy, sustainable, basically ecosystem of art in the metaverse, yeah. we need collectors. That There's we no need, way yeah. around it. <laughs> but we need no, more let, collectors. Let, let's, let me add one thing to that. We need collectors, but we need collectors that have a vision and do not follow like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to read a quote. I'm going to read a quote to you. Okay. So it said, I was drawn to his work, but decided against collecting it for one simple reason, over minting. Hold on. He had 10, 10 what? is over, 10 unsold no. 10 is over minting. I'm, oh, I'm I, like, you know what? Pick me up. Throw me over the, over the <laughs> I don't know what to say. We're both and failures then. Okay. I'm like the biggest, like for real, at this point, I'm like the biggest failure because I have work that's been there since September last 2021. It's almost a year now that has not been. And I'm okay with that. I'm like when the right person, the right collector that it resonates with finds it, then they'll go to the right home. Like, I'm not interested in, oh, let it go to the wrong home because, oh, I must do it now. It will go to the right home. I create art. I want people to fall in love with what they have. So Mm -hmm. 10 unsold works 
some of which have been laying dormant for months. I have seen over minting pure promising artists. I am done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I said to you, Rachel, that I really appreciate what you're doing with art groups and I hope that I can achieve a, a fraction of it with my champagne or social club. We need more of us out there. You know, we need more of us out there because I can see the next X copy is dream being killed because of this kind of outlook. I, I would agree we need more, but I also would counter it with we need to give the microphone to those who are already in the space, uh, yes. which I, I see you doing with your podcast and with all your projects. Like they are there. there are quite a few people who are trying to make a difference who are trying to change the narratives and the dialogues of web3 they just aren't being heard amplified well Mm -hmm. soon let me know who they are i will gladly (laughs) (laughs) i will gladly you know i mean it's so important um it's so important for us to make sure that we get this right you know, because we say, oh, we don't want the same as Web 2. Oh, we don't want the same as usual. But then we repeat these same mistakes. You know, it's like, okay, you know, if if it's... I, at some point, I was like, oh, this whole Web 3 thing is turning into a popularity contest. And there are going to be some people that are just not as resilient as you. Um, to kind of guns blazing burst through the, you know, the noise and the things that people are building up, the gatekeeping and things like that, you know. And um, honestly, I, I really, really appreciate, <laughs> again, what you're doing. I know you are going to be onboarding. I want you to tell us a little bit more about that, um, the onboarding subscription aspect of Art First, because I think you know, if you're an artist and you're listening, I think you should definitely look into Artverse and see how they can help you because there's hope out there. Don't get don't get lost in the oh you can't do this or you need to be minting two pieces or a year conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I you're guess, you're yeah. a failure. You're a failure oh if you don't sell out within 24 hours. Oh God, <laughs> I've failed so many times if that's the case, you know. I know, right. Well, you're, I just you're a you're a winner. The fact that we're still here through all this, and you know, I hardly cuss on my podcast, but bullshit. <laughs> the fact that it makes us all winners at this point, you know. I I did want to share a little bit on my background. So, like I said before, I'm a nobody. Like I, oh, you're a somebody. Stop it. Well, <laughs> okay, so I'm not an influencer. I had maybe two thousand followers on Instagram no Facebook following, no Twitter before December, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to tell people that, and this is kind of like, uh, I did it so you can do it, but I definitely view it in a much more critical, logical way um, where, you know, I came into the space. People were Mm -hmm. like, you gotta be in spaces all the time. I was like, fuck that shit. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I was like, I don't like spaces. I have a hearing disorder. I can't be in them all the time. I don't want to. And yet without even being in spaces, I was able to grow to over 20,000 followers within a couple months. 
I was able to make over 20 ETH in sales on just my art. Um, and I did it all because I actually did pretty much the opposite of what everyone was telling me. My first drop, I did my Genesis. I priced it high. I listened to people. It still has not sold, but that's okay. I'm totally okay with that. Then my next drop, I, you know, I added that utility of big, like, uh, charity donations that, that still has not sold. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, after those two drops, I was like, well, F this, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it me. <laughs> yeah. So I did an addition piece and everyone was like, don't do additions. They're so like last year, they're going to fail. Mm -hmm. I sold it out within hours of dropping it. Hours. And that was like the most exciting thing. Um, and then I, you know, I've done a bunch of other things uh, that have just gone against the grain of what everyone is everyone. doing. Yeah. You know, and I strongly bring that forth in the art verse where we, I want to educate people. I want to, the goal of art verse is to give the artists and collectors knowledge, you know, like real juicy, life-changing knowledge where they get to think and make decisions for themselves, where they can get control and ownership of what they're doing in this space without feeling lost and alone. Exactly. And so that way with that education, because education is a huge part of what Art First centers around, is that artists and collectors can get out of the clusterfuck of confusion and like, you know, the self-deafening noise on social media oh, so that they can, like you said, elevate and establish themselves. I definitely do not think artists, one of one artists, should be on Twitter all the time. We should feel the, the flexibility, the freedom to go off and like take a trip or to, for like a week or two to go create art. Yeah. If I, if like I, algorithms go bad, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and I'll tell you why I say that because, um, as much as I'm passionate about art and NFTs, there's some days where I just want to throw my phone when I hop on Twitter and my entire timeline is, oh, this art, this art, that art, that art. Some days I just want to like, because there are days you just want to kind of, you know, Twitter for me has always been like a mixture of vibes and art and just vibes and work. Um, but mostly vibes. Because like Twitter is one place that I like, oh, I just want to, you know, um, shit talk and you know just have fun um <laughs> but at times i see artists that are so serious and i get it i know why okay i need to make a sale I, I feel like i'm doing so much work um they say work smart not hard and i think a lot of artists need to learn to work smart you can work hard there's nothing wrong with hard work but also learn to work smart and if you're um, you know, tweeting every single day, oh, this is my art, this is my art, this is my art, um, and nothing's happening, then it's probably a good idea to re-strategize. But I like something that you said. And you learned from experience. The first thing didn't work. The second thing didn't work. You didn't give up. You didn't say, oh, Cheryl, woe is me, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, you said to yourself, at this, I am doing things <laughs> the Rachel way. And this well, is... Yes. This is what Rachel wants to do. I'm just going to do Rachel. And it worked for you. And it's so important to every single artist that is listening right now. It is so important because when you do things your way, how you want to do it, 
you also end up putting more effort and your passion for whatever it is you're doing shows through. Not that it doesn't show through in the other things, but because you're doing it your way, there's a certain excitement that comes with doing things how you want to do it versus, okay, I'm just going to do it this way because that's how everybody's doing it. You know? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's a, there's a certain excitement that comes um, that comes with that. But yeah, <laughs> I just I, I wanted to um, mention that. So I know Artverse, the community itself, is um, a membership community. Again, like I said, in a billion and one shows, this is what we're going to start seeing with the token. We're going to start seeing membership. We're going to start seeing ticketing for concerts and things. But most importantly, we're going to start seeing membership. And Artverse is a membership-based um, community where you can, I mean, I got let's I got the first token um, and the second one <laughs> was, um, I think, airdrop after we had the first one, but you can get it on secondary, am I, am I right? Yeah, you can get the second one on secondary, um, uh, but you first. can also, and the first, well, the first Artverse edition that has all been sold out, but the second uh, edition release, the second membership release has is still minting. There's still okay. uh, tokens that people can buy off our artfirstproject.com website. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to just reiterate that the Artverse isn't just a membership into like a community of people. It's not your ticket to like get rich. It's not like, um, you know, you're suddenly going to be making a bunch of sales and talking to a bunch of like collectors. Uh, yes, it mm -hmm. could but I think like you said work smart and we're yeah. here the art first is here to be that centralized point where you can find that information you can find the answers you can connect with people in real time who are actually current in the space it's you know because the space moves so fast like some people are like additions yes, and then you know additions get out of style and then everyone's like well what the fuck now and they're like oh price your foundation <laughs> And you're like, well, I did that. And it's like, oh no, that was last week. Um <laughs> I am I am not built. I feel like not I now I feel like I'm not built for success because I don't listen to anything. Like I just <laughs> I do me. Like I'll get up like if it I'm I'm really and I strongly believe every piece belongs to somebody. I strongly believe that. And I believe that every piece is not for everybody. So if somebody hasn't pulled that trigger, it's not for them. And that's why they haven't pulled that trigger. You know, um, like the piece that Frankie had collected for me when he told me the story behind why he collected it, it, it just, I was like, this is what I need. Every piece belongs to somebody. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of that person finding it. Yeah, and I, I do want to help other people. Like that is my goal. Not just like with art first, but with like my whole presence within Web3 is to really help others, uh, you know, get to a point where they have the tools that they can change their lives for the better. I think a lot of us, we are holding ourselves back. We are the problem, but we also are the solution to a future that we want. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, to live a life you don't have, you have to do things you haven't done. That's, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I like, um, sorry to um, yep. interrupt. I like one thing, the fact that it is um, 
very focused on art. Um, so the chances are, because, you know, in the NFT space, we have the one-of-one art, we have the PFPs, and sometimes it just the lines get really blurred. And you're not even sure, like, okay, what community am I, am I really in? Am I reaching my people, which is like, you know, the one-of-one art people? Um, and I like the fact that, you know, it's very focused on art. So when you're in a community like that, you tend to meet people who's, you know, whose goals align with yours, like where you have similar um, wants and similar needs and similar problems. And it's easier when I understand your problem, it's easier for me to help you solve it. When you understand my problem or you can relate, it's easier for you to either help me solve it or give me advice or, you know, or point me in the right direction um, of solving it. Um, so I like the fact that, you know, it's very, very focused on, on art. Um, but yeah, so um, question. I know Web3 is <laughs> a lot. And I am very certain you have had a lot of challenges. I you don't even need to tell me. I know. <laughs> so, what are some of the challenges that you have faced first with Rachel, and then with Art First? Uh, my biggest challenge, my personal biggest challenge, is boundaries. As an artist, we we are emotion. We like we deal in the realm of emotions with our art mm -hmm. and, you know, letting go of ego, letting go of expectations and, you know, setting boundaries for myself so that I'm not, you know, putting too much in and not getting enough out. Um, that's been a personal struggle. As for art first, um, it's more about the limitations of myself. I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of goals with it. Right now we're working yeah. on an app for the art first. We're also working on a onboarding sort of uh, subscription model that people can subscribe to monthly or a one-time like lifetime fee. And this helps, this is geared towards onboarding new people into the space where they don't have to feel like they have to start from ground zero. They don't have to start of like, how do I connect with the right people? How, where do I go for questions or answers? Or, you know, how do I connect to collectors right away? How do I even make myself confident enough to even talk to a collector? Um, we have a lot of collectors within the Artverse, over 150 collectors who are in it right now. Um, and many more. Some of them are big, some of them are little. And they actually, Within our newsletter, the Art First newsletter, they give alpha tips. They, yeah. are, you know, opinions. Of course, they they are opinions. Take with them as you want, but I think that's always good, like you said, to learn about other people, to learn what they're thinking, so that you can also share what you're thinking, and that builds a very healthy, sustainable community. It's not bad. It's not toxic. It's not an echo chamber. Um, it's full of ideas and innovation and also just um, safety. Uh, a lot of people, we get lost in this like onslaught of Twitter and NFTs and Web3. And a lot of us don't feel safe. Yes. <laughs> so, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. I definitely felt you when you said like, there's a lot of times when you sign on and you're like, I just don't want to be on. And for me, I have been pretty good at surrounding myself with people I enjoy and respect. Um, I know there's a yeah. lot of nasties out on Twitter, but it's kind of like, in my opinion, the news. Like, 
I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to put myself in a position or in a space where I'm going to be influenced by that negativity. And I think there is enough good people. There is enough good that is happening, enough innovation. There's an, enough um, just, you know, realness within the yeah. NFT space where you don't have to operate within the drama. You don't have to be a part of it. Um, and you can still make it. You can still absolutely make it in the space without taking part of kind of the more negative sides of, of it. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, yeah. And I like what you said about, um, you know, feeling safe. I think um, with artists, especially again, like you said, we do put a lot of our emotions into our work. I think it is so important that artists feel safe. Because you, when you put out work out there, you're literally opening yourself up. You know, you're opening yourself up. You're, um, I was on the, I, Rachel, her name is also Rachel Wolf, is, <laughs> um, her NFT and coffee show. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, when I put, I sit on a lot of work because when I put work out there, I feel very vulnerable and I'm not a big fan of feeling very vulnerable. Um, and I kind of turned her into my little therapist for the, <laughs> I, I turned her into my therapist for the day. It was, it was a good time. But, um, yeah, feeling safe. I think it's so important for artists to feel safe or at least have somewhere where they can, um, connect with people that make them feel safe. Um, and Twitter doesn't always do that. And I think again, with Twitter algorithm, I know you brought up the topic of Twitter algorithm earlier. Um, and I want to mention this and see to artists, um, Twitter algorithm works against us. If you, if you post something and it feels like nobody sees it, don't, don't feel like nobody sees it. It's Twitter. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. Your, your work is not, Oh my God, maybe I'm horrible. No, it's just Twitter. You know, we're, in, um, a web, we're in a web two app. And they're very focused on um, their own money and they're going to tweak their algorithm to favor them. And we're just kind of, you know, playing on their terms. Um, so a lot of times artists feel like nobody cares. Um, that's not true. Um, just make sure you just keep going. Um, I, I wanted to mention that, but um, let's move. Let's keep it. Um, Wait, I just had a tiny little point. So this was something that came up yesterday uh, in one of my group chats and someone was like, oh, my, my engagement's down. Like what's happening with Twitter, Twitter has the, you know, has it tanked, you know, things like that. And mm -hmm. I understand the frustration. If you don't feel like your stuff is being seen, you complain. And on our group chats, we are, we do have the safe place to, you know, vent and release what we're feeling and we, we will support each other and just to kind of talk it through it and maybe find solutions. But yeah. in my head, and I know this is a unpopular opinion, but in my head, I have, I responded back with, I haven't really seen that big of a dip in my own tweets. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, because Rachel, you have a big following, but that does not guarantee that every single one of my posts are going to do well. Exactly. I mean, I've had posts that flap. I've had posts that get maybe 50 to a hundred likes. Like I've had posts that get thousands of likes. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. And I don't look at that number as a judge of like what I'm doing in the future based on what does well in the past. I continue yeah. to do what I want. Um, but I also think a lot of people are taking that web to Instagram mentality of just posting art and then running 
and seeing if people engage back. Exactly. Like, like, that way. You need to provide value. And I yeah. think value and utility should be a bigger discussion than scarcity. Art is the utility, absolutely, first and foremost. Yes. But when you're making a post, you're taking someone's time to read the caption. And if there is no action point or thing that you want from someone else, they're not going to give it to you. We are lazy beings. We like, are lazy. Even I did, I did a double tapping lazy. <laughs> we, I, you know what? We are lazy and I know that we are. So you're even lucky. My case is a hundred times worse. And again, like I said, Twitter for me is mostly just vibes. I have a 10 plus year old. 2009. What is that? Oh, well, more than 10 years. I have like a 13 year old account. So my Twitter has seen a variety of people come and go. And um, I'll say 80% of my followers don't even care about, you know, what the heck is NFTs. They don't care. Um, you know, they don't engage with anything NFTs. Um, if I post a selfie, yay. If I post, <laughs> if I post, if I post NFT, whoa. <laughs> so somebody said to me one time, you have a lot of followers, but how come you don't get a lot of engagement? Like, is that why you're here? That's what I told myself. Is that why you're here? Because mm. if that's why you're here, you're following the wrong account. Yeah. Because I'm here to vibe. And I share what I feel like sharing as my spirit moves to. I do things according to how I feel at that particular moment in time. I could decide I want to post about art. I can decide I just want to post a selfie. I can decide I want to post about strawberries and ice cream. Yes. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing right now. You know? <laughs> and I do that. I mean, I do that from time to time. Some people are like, oh, you're an artist. You have to act a certain way. I was like, okay, hold on. I'm coming. Hey, I'm going to post a thirst trap now. Who wants to see it? Yes. <laughs> I think... Like, is that how an yeah. artist should act? <laughs> Well, when you think of it as a business, and so I, I am more business minded versus just like posting whatever, yeah. um, which has helped me, but it's not for everyone. I always, I have to critically think, what is the point of me posting this? If it's just to share something about me, great. I will yeah. share something about myself. I'll make it very clear. I'll keep it short and sweet and I won't rant about it. I won't ask people to like coddle me or give me praise or, you know, you know, whatever. Sympathize. Yeah. Um, but if it's a different kind of post, if it's a post about my art, I make it very clear. This is a piece you can buy. Yeah. This yeah. is where you buy it. Here's a link. Um, exactly. Or if it's a piece of art where it's more about like just sharing a thought, I will always, because I'm a visual person, I will always include a picture with something inspirational. Um, because I, I believe, fully believe that words and images together are like the dynamic duo. If I want to get that emotional connection with my image, words is how I'm going to bridge that gap and really drive the person who's reading that post to where to I want end. them to be. Yeah. You know, like anyone can interpret anything. Anyone can just look at an image and be like, cool. But if they read like, oh my gosh, this person just like almost died to get this, or this person had to go through so much just to get this shot, or this shot meant a lot to this artist, that means something. And that actually alludes to the fact that Web3 is about the artist. It is about the person. A person next to me can make the same image and post it. It could be yeah. a better edit, but it doesn't mean as much because it doesn't come from me. From you, exactly. Exactly.
And again, you know, um, look at our, our differences in how we approach something like Twitter. And it does not mean because we approach it a little differently that we won't find success in a, in our approach. Everybody Absolutely. do what feels right for you. Do what works best. You don't say, oh, oh, well, Rachel's tweeting this way. So I'm going to tweet this. It might not just be your wife or Tony's <laughs> tweeting this way. So I'm going to tweet this way. <laughs> no, do what works for you and appreciate, um, you know, how others do what works um, for them. But yeah, I, I wanted us to talk about galleries. I know the importance of galleries in Web3 um, before we wrap up the show. I said, I was like, you know what, Rich, I know we're going to have a long conversation. It's not going to be a short story. <laughs> and I was right. No, I've, it's been fun. I, I've been enjoying um, the conversation a lot. And Rachel was like, oh, I can be chatting. And I was like, wait, you have not met Tony, have you? <laughs> I love you it. Want, you want to see Chatty Tony? You look up Chatty in the dictionary. Tony things right there. <laughs> um, okay, we've got Chatty yeah, Tony and Ramble Rachel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the song like NFT something. Chatty Tony and Ramble Rachel. <laughs> All right, so let's talk galleries. Um, our first recently launched a very. I am super impressed with the gallery. Um, I am uh, too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been showing it off. I'm like, I posted it on Instagram, shared it with my family. And I have, I was saying, I have an aunt of mine. She's not in Web3. Um, she's like, you know, clueless about things like that. Even though I've, you know, tried to gradually help her learn and all that. But um, she's a nine to fiver. So she's more like, okay, I just like my job. <laughs> but she saw me um, in the Artverse um gallery and I was in there she was you know she came and she was like what are you doing I was like oh look this is you know it's an, a gallery she's like is that you that's your avatar is that the metaverse, <laughs> is that the metaverse? Oh. I was like yeah she's like oh I want one and she signed up um oh. I know it's so cute she's like, I want one and I helped her create her um username and her um avatar and we did the whole upload your picture thing and just like, oh, well, what, you know, they don't have my um, dress style. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. I'm working about this later. <laughs> I mean, I was the exact same as her. I was like, I don't like any of these outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first complaint. Like, and then she's like, okay, well, I'll fix that later. But let me, and then she went, went around and, you know, she saw my character going there. So her character went around and she thought it was cool that you could sit down and do this and you're like walking around the gallery so um yeah let's talk about the artverse um gallery so yeah, what so was the um um I, I guess i know what the inspiration was but i guess i'll let you just um tell us a little bit about it or a lot about it <laughs> i'll keep it short um but basically uh iteration of art has always been gallery so we've mm -hmm. always put you know traditionally art has been determined its value has been determined by the gallery it's in or by the museum, um, by other people. But mm -hmm. in Web3, we have the chance to determine our worth as artists. And these virtual galleries is a way that, especially with this, excuse me, with the spatial galleries, mm -hmm. we're able to talk to each other right there in real time, no matter where we are in the world, no matter what time it is. And that to me was something that 
the art verse can bring to its holders and collectors and beyond. So instead of just having these exclusive places where, you know, only certain people see our art, I wanted to create a place again where people know and hear art first and they know exactly what they're getting into. They're like, oh, I'm interested in buying some art, mm -hmm. art first. I'll go there first. Um, and of course, that starts with a gallery. That is the where the traditional art scene and the Web3 art scene are going to be colliding is these virtual galleries. Um, we do have plans to rotate artists throughout this gallery. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to be stagnant. Like anyone can come in every week or every month and experience someone new, um, experience, have a different art experience. Mm -hmm. And we also will be holding live events in this gallery. So we'll oh, be nice. having people who do music NFTs because that is a whole big scene that's happening right now. It is. It is. It's very exciting. Definitely look into it. <laughs> um, but we'll have musicians in the space. We'll have collectors in there where they can talk like to you, Tony, who's beautifully featured in it. Um, <laughs> I know. And <laughs> I'm, it just looks so good. I was like, oh, and so well done. Like I, I've seen galleries, um, you know, online, the metaverse galleries before. And I, I have to admit, this is one of the best ones I've seen because it was well thought out. It was just, it was just like so perfect. It was like well thought out. It was I was like, wait a minute, I wasn't expecting this. Like, I mean, I expected, oh, it's going to be a nice gallery. But what I got was even nicer than what I thought. So it was a pleasant surprise. We, we were trending on our first day, which was great. Like, yeah, on a I, it, it, it deserves to because it's a really, really well put together gallery. And I think everybody should go check it out um, for real. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. Declan, he's the guy who helped curate the gallery and put mm -hmm. it together. Um, he's also part of the art first. I, he's, he has this vision of where galleries and the utilization of galleries and promoting art and furthering artists and connecting them with to collectors. It's amazing. And yeah. for me, as the founder of art first, I want like we said earlier, I want the voices of who is in the art first to become known. And Declan, he's not very well known. He's been grinding, but he has these ideas and he's been executing these fantastic galleries and events. Um, and I was like, you know what? If art first can help him do that, if art first can help him get into the mm -hmm. trending pages, that's a win-win scenario that benefits everyone. He's brilliant. Um, I'll, I'll give him that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm like... You know, honestly, if anybody wants to put a gallery together, hit him up because he is, he, I'm impressed. <laughs> and I'm usually like, ah, ah, five minutes, I'm out. But I sat in there and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like walking around, like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, so yeah, props to him because he actually did a fantastic, very impressive, very impressive job. Yeah, we actually, that actually has started that, that gallery, um, has actually inspired someone to invest some money into the art first and we are actually going to be raffling off a Oculus. Oh, wait, when, where? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first one to know this and everyone else who listens to this is the first one to know this, but we are going to be rewarding people in the art first. They have to be an art first holder. Um, which you can buy and mint for, I think it's about like a hundred dollars or so for lifetime access. 
to the Artverse. Um, and then the only qualifier so far is that you have to collect one piece of art from another Artverse holder. That can be like a three Tezo piece, which is like $3 USD um, on object or a Ethereum edition or a one of one. It doesn't matter. It just has to be from another art first art holder. First. Artist. Nice. Um, That's actually pretty smart. I like that. Yeah. Just because we are about community. We are about supporting each other and we're about having fun. Like yeah. we're not some like hoity-toity pretentious place. Like we're a bunch of humans. I'm human. Like it's not perfect. But we're we're trying and we're growing. And that's the exciting part about it. Um, that's Absolutely. what I love about it. We're all yeah. still so passionate. And I'm so proud to, um, you know, know you and be a part of the art first. Um, and I will be, I'm pretty sure I have some of your members collected. But if I'm going to, I, I, I want to win the Oculus. <laughs> I hope I'm not disqualified. <laughs> no, I'm, we're very excited about it. And uh, you're absolutely qualified. You don't need to get any pronounces. Um but like Tony is disqualified for knowing first. <laughs> no, that'd be awful. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, darn it. Now I'm going to have to unknow. <laughs> After I'm all the time, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear anything. <laughs> no, I, you know, for us, we're all about transparency. That's what the blockchain is. That's what Beautiful. we're all about. We want transparency. And when people are struggling, we'll listen, we'll try to brainstorm and work with people. Um, you know, it's not just like a one cookie cutter template that people follow. We really are this growing entity that will grow with the artists and grow with the collectors and grow with Web3. I love it. I love it. And I, I hope one, um, one of these days when um, my social club is grounded, we can do some sort of collaboration um, together. I think. Oh, be, heck yeah. It'd be awesome um, to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> just tell me when I would be so freaking proud I would probably tell everyone if I, if I was a one-of-one one, oh I am a one-of-one one artist I'm like I know if I, <laughs> I'm like, if I was a one-of-one one artist like Tony are you all right <laughs> I am a one-of-one one. I mean like listening like the, not the host <laughs> I would be so excited right now because I feel like you know this just being in this conversation not even the listening to the conversation, being in this conversation and talking with you just gives me so much hope that, you know what, um, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right in this space. And I, I absolutely love, um, I love it. Um, Cause sometimes it can feel like, oof. <laughs> but absolutely. this conversation has excited me, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what, we're, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. You know, you sometimes you need that extra like, thing that nudges you like okay you know yeah things can seem a certain way but you know what everything's going to be fine um so before we leave very important question if you have an advice to give a one-of-one artist or just or a collector anybody in the in web3 what would it be I would say if you're waiting for the perfect opportunity or if you're waiting to be ready to jump into Web3 or to collect a piece of art or to start putting your art out, um, even if you're a hobbyist, the time is now. There really is no time to lose because we are still in the very beginnings of Web3 where our limitations 
limitations, the limitation of who you can be and what you can become are only limited by you. And for me, that's like the most exciting aspect. And I would never have even dreamed like six months ago, even after I started getting into Web3, I would never have dreamed I would get to this point where I've been able to pay off debt, where I've been able to create a community of hundreds of collectors and artists. I wouldn't have been able to even think that I could mint pieces of art or photographs that I would never even you know, post to Instagram. And then suddenly make a couple thousand dollars in two days off of them. Like I was my, my worst critic, but I was also the only thing holding me back from finding success and from finding happiness and fulfillment in this space. Um, and so for me, my biggest, biggest, I guess, word of advice to anyone listening is to set aside your insecurities and embrace what's happening to just jump in and remain curious because we need to do things right. We don't need to do things right now, but we do need to start. We need to start racing towards this future that we all want. And a lot of us in this space right now are strong enough to be like, okay, we're going to take the shit, but we're going to try to push as many of us forward as possible. Who knows, in 10 years, it could be like very, very different. But you know what? Right now, your voice is heard because it might be a lot of people in this space, but you are still heard and you have influence and value. And I, as an art first founder, I want you to come into this space and share who you are right now because I think there's so much potential left unsaid, left unknown, left like, okay, yes, I'm getting emotional. Um, (laughs) I'm like, preach, preach, preach. You see why I'm enjoying this too. (laughs) Enjoying this so much, like preach. Yeah, if you want to start, if you want to get a leg up and not be by yourself, not start from ground zero, I totally recommend, you know, minting an art first membership token um or you can even reach out to me on twitter i'm happy my dms are open i might might not respond right away but i try to respond back to everyone um i i'm not a gatekeeper of information we we are not gatekeepers of like oh don't talk to us we are definitely open open to just discussing yeah so please i'm a i'm a gatekeeper of of a few uh, have a PFP collection that sold millions and you don't support one of one artist, I'm a gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about artists, like one of one artists. PFP price is completely different. I'm like, hold off on those. Don't get into it. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. That that was absolutely amazing because I was sitting here like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you um, so much, Rachel. Is there anything that you would like to share um, that we may have not touched on? Um, I just want to say that I am an artist. I am a photographer. So even though I do lead a big group of artists and collectors, which the focus is on you guys, I also have to juggle this aspect of being an artist, an investor, an uprising artist as well. And um yeah, I just wanted to remind myself again and also other people that I do have work for sale. I do have minted work. And if you want to follow me, I'd love to connect with you. Absolutely. Um, so where can they follow you? So I am now um, Rachel S.T. Wood 
on Twitter. Um, and I'm also the traveling elf on Instagram. I'm not as active over there, but I do share a little bit more of behind the scenes and uh, more of my travels because I do travel full time, um, constantly traveling, changing countries all the time. The um, Why did you change your name? I like the traveling elf. Uh, so the, uh, so actually, I was the wander bitch on Twitter until like last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yes, but your your the title was the oh maybe that's Discord. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, the traveling elf. I have been that for about almost ten years now on Instagram, and coming into Web three, I had. I felt more authentic to myself. I felt like yeah. I didn't have to hide behind a cute little name. Got I could be it. fully myself as an artist. And it's taken me six months, but I'm finally my name on Twitter. And it's finally my name that's connected to my art and Beautiful. what I'm doing. Um, and I think it does take time for some people, but it's also something that I have long-term plans with. That actually and, makes yeah. a lot of, uh, that makes a lot of sense because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and people go, what's your hand? I'm like, Tony Payne, um, were you expecting something else? <laughs> like, well, like, that's just, yeah. like, like G my name, name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like I'm just Tony Payne. I'm like, I mean, luckily I think I, I have a sexy name, I guess. Yeah. And people like, <laughs> people enjoy the name, but I'm like that literally. Like, there's no pizzazz, you know? Like, I didn't, I just, you know, chose my name. And that's what it is. <laughs> your name and is part of who you are. It's part exactly. of what people should value about yourself. They should look at your piece of art and be like, that is Tony Payne. Yeah, be exactly. Like, oh, right? that is, you know, punk 2469. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, well, they're not artists. They're more, you know, so they can afford to do that. I think with exactly. art... Um, Unless, you know, your ex-copy. <laughs> yes. Bad. And some of the ex-copy is ex-copy forever. Literally now. Right? I would not know that person's name. If someone said that person's name in relation to ex-copy, I'd be like, what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're ex-copy forever. Nobody cares about their real name now. It's ex-copy. <laughs> Why do I keep using X copy as an example? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't even know who ex-copy is. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a one of one artist um, in the space has found a lot of success and um, they kind of started out a little rough as well. Um, so yeah, I remember from time to time that story and I use it for inspiration. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely. Uh -huh. right. My last thing is that with X Copy, you find inspiration by people who have come into the space. Like there are no guarantees in this space. No one yeah. knew what NFTs was going to be, or even how crazy it has become. Exactly. Uh, they came in with curiosity and passion and sort of a vision of what they can do in this in a space that has essentially no limits. And they did it. And I think exactly. that's what everyone can should focus on is to come into the space, break away from that ego, from expectations, and just embrace being curious, embrace learning, embrace what you could become versus what you have been. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of what keeps people in this space. It's not because they're making a lot of money. It's because of the community. It's because they're still excited about what is possible. And there's a lot of hope still. Even mm -hmm. when the market's down, there's a lot of hope. In the bear market, we build. 
absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Fully agree with them. Don't be your own limitation. I love that. Um, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me on the Energy Talk Show podcast. Um, I will be entering the competition to get an <laughs> to get an <laughs> Oculus. And Keep your eyes out on the Discord and the newsletter. Yeah, I get the I do get the newsletter. I get it in okay. my email. Yeah, so um, I'm a I'm a researcher, so I read all you know little things that I get, especially if it's something I'm familiar with um, versus like, all the other ones that I'm not. Um, so yeah, I'll keep up to date um, with that. But yeah, I just want to say thank you um, once again for joining me. It's been really great. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your thoughts as well. I love just listening to to you. And yeah, it's been great just being able to be on this podcast with you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everyone. Um, that will be it for today's episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. Ah, let me leave you with some parting words. Like Rachel said earlier, be yourself. Do not limit yourself. Do not let your insecurities limit you. The sky is your starting point. All right. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you are looking to come on the show, you PFP projects, make sure you're supporting one-on-one art because I'm going to side eye you <laughs> all the way. I no promise. name's coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm, I need it. I'm like, y'all made millions and you want to, what? I don't know what you mean by you want to come on the show and you don't care about artists. I'm an artist. You don't care about me, you know? So, um, yes, make sure you are supporting with your voice. If you don't have funds to support, there's so many ways that you can support art in the NFT space. My One of my goals um, is to make sure that art thrives. And it will thrive because we have people like me, people like Rachel, and so many other people that their voices will be heard um, amplifying artists and doing our little part because little drops of water does fill a cup. All right, so that is it for today's show. Um, I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.